0: To the speaker.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 205 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Verminoth with Death Vortex from their album Primordial Tomb, which is available now. It was released late last year, and you can find that on Bandcamp or other streaming services. I personally listen to it a lot on Spotify, but you can listen to it wherever you please. Preferably, again, not to use that word twice so quickly, but you'll go buy it digitally through their Bandcamp so we can support Artists, especially ones on the come up like Verminoth. Verminoth is from York, Pennsylvania, a place I'm familiar with because I was born there. You may be familiar with it because in the last episode I talked to Nate Tyson from Spellbook, who's also from York, Pennsylvania. So a little hometown pride all around. Very different styles of music, but all one scene, one scene unity. Oi, oi, oi. Something like that, right? But really, I'm always happy. To feature local artists and I plan to do more so in the future and if you are local to my area, South Central Pennsylvania, be on the lookout for an episode coming very soon with news extremely pertinent to our area and specifically to our underground music scene. I'm excited for you to hear it. I'm excited to hear it myself because I don't know much about it yet, but uh, coming very soon. Be on the lookout local South Central Pennsylvanians, and and other people, too, from outside the area. It'll be interesting to you, I hope. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, That's enough of a tease about that. Let's talk about what is happening on this episode. This episode, I got a return guest. I got Ethan Harrison from Great American Ghosts. Ethan was on almost exactly two years ago, promoting their Power Through Terror record, and uh, then COVID shut the world down. We talk a little bit about that, but mostly we're discussing their new EP, Torture World, which came out January 20th through Monarch Heavy. And yeah, that's the gist of it. So let's go, baby.
0: Kick it. Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they marry. We've been, we're never sitting in it out. We'll be getting it in. Why are you getting it out? I in all the places we've been, we're never sitting in it out. We'll be getting it in. Where are you getting it out? in,
2: out. Thank you as always to the illustrious Hot Zone for that custom intro music. I really do appreciate it and enjoy it. Although I've been thinking lately, maybe it's time to switch it up. Uh, I don't know why. It's just something I've done. The intro music has changed over the years several times and, uh, might be ready for a new one. Who's gonna do that? I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get in contact with Hot Zone again, see what they can come with, come up with. But if you can come up with something better and give it to me for free, I'll take that as well. Uh, anyway, more important business. My neighbors are getting their roof done. Not news, right? But it's 21 degrees outside. I didn't know people did this. Not them. I didn't know people were willing to work on a roof. When it's 21 degrees outside. That's been like the high lately. Here in uh, South Central Pennsylvania. It's fucking cold is what I'm saying. I don't want to be outside for seconds. And these guys are out there for hours. They've been out there since, since very early in the morning. Interesting move for a Saturday. But uh, you know, I was up at 6 so that's fine. I was up at 6 watching sports. That's my new way to watch basketball. Is to just record the game at night. And watch it in the morning. I don't got to put anybody else through it that way. That's a it's it's a good system. It's been working out well. Everybody's waking up just as it's finishing up. It works. Though I did recently just go to a Sixers Celtics game, and uh, it was a blowout, which you think you want to see that, right? But at the same time, you want a, you want a competitive game, and the Boston Celtics are terrible this year. So Boston, if you could do something about that, I mean, I know. That city and area is always excellent at sports. So it's okay for you to have a down year. But if I'm going to go see you that year, I want some competition. You got the Jays. You should be better. You got old Al back. You should be better. Hey, if this is like, if you're like, Hey, man, too much NBA talk, you know the drill by now. I don't care. And, um, for those who are interested, who are like, Hey, man, more NBA talk, that's coming soon. I don't know how soon, but I'm going to start doing some NBA uh, related episodes where we mostly talk about that. So uh, be on the lookout for that if that's of any interest to you. But anyway, back to the regularly scheduled program as you know it. As I mentioned in the intro, I've got an interview with Ethan Harrison. If you're not familiar, he is the vocalist of Great American Ghost, a band based out of Boston. And they've got a brand new EP called Torture World out now on Monarch Heavy. So let's play you a song from that EP. Let's play the track Kingmaker, which kicks it off and has been a single. It's been out for a couple of weeks. Check it out and then listen to my conversation with Ethan. About two years ago you and I spoke. Uh you yeah. were on tour in California and you were leading yeah. up to the release of a new record. And I'm pretty correct. sure that's exactly where we're at again. This is
1: yeah, This is where we have found ourselves once more. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: correct. Yes, yeah, so uh
1: what's new? Well, apparently nothing. No, <laughs> yeah. um a lot. I mean, um two years removed, uh there was a pandemic. Yeah. Um Everything was ruined for a long time, and uh, I've got like a a newish lineup. I've got new people with me that are on this tour with us. Um, We're out with different bands, and uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's the same kind of stuff. We're releasing (laughs) a new EP, and I'm in California, so a lot's changed and nothing's changed. That's kind of where we're at.
2: Yeah, I think uh, that that sums it up pretty well. I I didn't know. Well, I didn't know until very recently, like uh, an hour ago, that you did have a different different lineup i don't know if it's an entire different lineup what what's what is the deal with the band at this point
1: um yeah so um a little over a year ago we parted ways with our bass player so right now we have a fill-in bass player who is not officially in the band but he is playing with us on this tour and uh other than that we have um a new guitar player his name is grayson and uh, he is officially in the band, so now we are a two-guitar player band. We are a five-piece, and uh, it's very exciting. Oh, very exciting. It's exciting to have new people in your band. It's fun. Is this, is
2: this the first time you've been a five-piece? Um, when we first started 10 years ago,
1: we were a five-piece, and then when we got Nico, that was when we went to a, uh, a four-piece. So We've been a four-piece for about six years, so the vast majority of the time that we've been in a band, uh, we were a four-piece, but it's changed now, and uh, yeah, we're really happy with it. A lot fuller sound, like sounds heavier. Obviously, we're way louder. We always want to be louder all the time. And uh, it's going really, really well. We're really happy with it. Grayson's awesome, and we're so glad that he's here.
2: How much does adding an extra member change the logistics of the band? And I mean, as simply (laughs) as this is where I sit in the fucking van. You don't sit here. Yeah.
1: You know, honestly, it changes it a lot. Uh, It changes it quite a bit. Considering, so we went from being a four piece who didn't bring anybody like we used to, I, I would do our merch and uh, we didn't have a photo guy or anything like that. We were pretty sparse. So there was just four of us. And uh, it went from being that way to now um, we're a five piece with a photo guy and a merch guy. And for the West Coast states, we have a driver. Oh, you need to get a light so guy now, too. We, you know, I want a light guy. I love light guys. Don't get me wrong, you know, when lights are, are on and popping, you know, when you're playing, that's that's the greatest feeling in the world. But we have not gotten to light guy status yet, unfortunately.
2: Do you, um, do you remember our, when there was bands? Oh, okay. Well that's good. That's a that's a hell of a bonus. Yeah. I know. Do you I remember know. when Were the... you gonna bring up were you gonna bring up when people
1: used to put the light guy in their MySpace?
2: In their band, when they would just be in the Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, he'd be a member. He'd have like a little uh like a little box that had like switches <laughs> on it and he played the box. He was there he did lights. he was on the myspace member page yes i do recall
2: yeah man do it bring it back <laughs>
1: you know <laughs> i wanted right yeah i wanted that i wanted i wanted that when i was that age but i could never find a light guy that was worth you know worth his worth his stones so i was never in a band that added him to the member list on myspace unfortunately but well, uh, how
2: would how would you, you know. go about vetting the credibility of uh, this um hypothetical light guy
1: I don't know. I imagine if he worked at like a hardware store, you know, or maybe he worked <laughs> yeah. at
2: like, you know, he worked wherever you buy.
1: I forgot where I bought lights. If he worked at Home Depot, I guess I'd probably trust him.
2: You'd have to have he'd uh, have to have good reflexes, right? Cuz you got to have a he's got to have a good trigger finger. He's got to be able to switch yeah, them. To, yeah, Yeah,
1: a, he had to use large shirts and like side print <laughs> you know. Yeah, um yeah. that would probably be how if how good he straightened his hair. That was those were all the measuring
2: back then you know what I mean that's very very different times I mean I don't know how it go over now but I think I think it, it'd have to be accepted but anyway I'm not gonna just try and shoehorn uh, utility workers into your band this whole conversation but well yeah fun.
1: I mean if you know a guy if you know a guy who wants to stand on
2: stage and play the lights then you let me know if I know that guy I don't wanna know him anymore because uh, no, I thought I got God. rid of those people with that that low of ambitions but but uh, maybe not you know <laughs> alright so that's true, yeah so you are like we said you're out on tour. Currently on tour with uh I'm see if I can remember the whole lineup. Fit for an Autopsy, Enterprise Earth, Ingested, yes, yeah. yeah. and Signs of the Swarm. Nailed it. That it? That's the whole thing? All right, see I didn't Nailed want to combine it. it with the European tour cuz the European tour is very similar, but it's not that. The European it's...
1: tour is very similar but but different, you know. Same right. but different.
2: Right. So how's this how long you been out? Ooh, I think this is
1: day 11 or something like that. Um it's been amazing, honestly. Best tour we've ever done, wow. um, which is nice because the last tour we did when we spoke last time was actually the best tour we had done at that time. So maybe things are actually getting better. Um, that would be nice. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's been it's been great. Fit is doing amazingly, and so obviously we're riding their coattails, you know. And um, it was a smart move. taking advantage of our friendship, which is yeah. what all good friends do, you know.
2: Yeah, I you know I just I was just listening. I just for the first time listened to their new record today. And uh, great. every time I think I have that band figured out, I listen to them like, no, this is not what I remember thinking it was. Even and every time it's good, even though you know it's vaguely similar to what I thought it was. But it's just like, wow, these guys are so much better than I remember. And uh, yeah, that new no, record was sure. and, more know, evidence. The next thing,
1: the next thing that they're doing that they're already working on is vastly different and also awesome.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, so. Yeah. They just put out a new record. I think Enterprise Earth either last week or this week put out a new record. and uh, They put
1: out a new record the same day as Fit.
2: Okay, yeah, so that was, I think, last week. And then yours drops this Friday, the 20th? This Thursday. This Thursday, that's right, because that's the thing I need to ask you. But what the hell are you doing, man? You can't do that. We got a day. Oh, watch me. Watch me. We...
1: No, I, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't want to – I was like – we were all looking at the calendar – You know, you have these things when you're in a band, you have these label calls, and there's, like, 20 people on the phone call, right? And uh, so we're all just kind of, like, talking, and they were like, well, like, what's coming out on that Friday? And we kind of, like, went over a list, and I was like, well, why don't we just put it out on Thursday? They were like, (laughs) well, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you know, it's an EP. We don't need to release it on Friday. Like, who the hell says that we have to do it on a Friday? Everybody just streams music now anyway. It doesn't matter, because typically you do Friday because that's, like, a store... That's a good day to hit stores. But I'm like, nobody buys music at stores. So, who gives a shit? I was like, let's just release it on Thursday. And they were like, "Uh, yeah, we can check and see. I was like, okay. And then they came back and they were like, yeah, let's do that. It was like this new novel thing. But it's like, I don't know. We're just going to put it out on Thursday because there's a lot of good records coming out this Friday. And uh, not to say that, you know, we don't want to be on the same day as other people, but we don't want to be on the same day as other people. We want to be new and exciting, you know, Thursdays. Yeah, dude,
2: that's. I mean, that's that. That gets my attention there alone. Just saying, uh, we're going to do it a day early, day earlier Thursday because you remember it used to be Tuesday, and uh, it used to be
1: Tuesday. Hey, used to be Tuesday, and uh, and now it has changed. And uh,
2: and you're Friday changing now. it again. Everybody's
1: on Friday. I'm changing it now. I'm, I'm 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 revolutionizing the game right now. Thursday is the new
2: Friday. You know, I think you can go. I think you can move it to like any day, but I don't think I don't think anybody. I don't know if you can get away with a Sunday.
1: No, you shouldn't release music on Saturday because no one gives a shit. Everyone's doing something else, you know? But you want to release music on a day where everybody's at work and they want to listen to music and sit and try and, you know, ignore the fact that they're, you know, being slowly broken down by the capitalistic system. And that's that's what we're trying to exploit. You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's working and you've, you're doing a good job of bringing it to my attention, uh, my, my own yeah. personal misery. Yeah, um, yeah. And, <laughs> you're welcome. And, uh, well, speaking of that, your uh your last album power through fear was largely about uh I don't know what you would say systems that hold down certain members of society um, yeah. aside, aside from that one song where you got all you got all weird uh prison of hate um,
1: yeah where I think yeah, I was talking about the existential crisis of knowing that you are a speck of dust in an infinite nothingness. Yeah, I know. I remember that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that one, that one. Um, so, what w- what's happening on on this CP? Is there because when I read through the lyrics of Torture World, four songs, right? Um, it yeah. it feels like a maybe a combination of personal and uh, political or outward societal. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly,
1: I think that um, in the long run, I think that this one was like. It had to be more personal because before you know when we made power through terror, it was like this the world was open, and so when I went into the studio, there was you know exterior forces that I was reacting to and responding to, but with torture, it just feels it felt different like when we went to the studio, it was lockdown we went to the studio during quarantine, and there was no vaccines i mean I think the vaccine had just been released when we went to the studio so we had just come out of, you know, being in quarantine, and quarantine was really hard. Quarantine was hard for us. You know, we lost a member. Uh, we added people. We lost people. We did the whole shebang, you know. Nico and I didn't really see each other very much because, you know, we were in quarantine, and it's, we're three hours away from one another. So it's like, felt very disconnected from everything and everyone, and even disconnected from the band itself. So when we, you know, when I wrote the lyrics, it was kind of like, I don't know, it was an exercise in... uh in exploring what I was going through at the time, which, you know, and during that time was all the protesting and things that, uh, that were obviously very righteous, you know, righteous causes that were being explored. And, and there was just so much going on, you know, you're like, you're locked in to a room for, you know, 12 months or nine months or whatever. I'm also being forced to work without any sort of support system at all. I mean, I worked every day of the pandemic as if it wasn't happening. And that was, you know, extremely stressful on your psyche a lot of people went through that as well and then on top of all that there's you know systems of oppression being challenged and it just was such a strange mixture so yeah I mean it was it was both an exterior and an interior exploration of feeling absolutely crazy like just you know feeling dragged down so it's got a it's a much darker feel in my opinion you know power was angry and outwardly angry whereas torture felt to me more like, you know, we were going through it. We were all going through it. So that's kind of what I wrote
2: about. Sure. Well, h- how long into the pandemic was it before you started working
1: on Um, well, you know, probably like a month or two. I you know, we 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 knew pretty well uh, we were pretty pretty aware of like what was going to happen and how it was going to go. I I remember we had a tour for the fall of 2020. And I would say within, by like May, because, you know, it got locked down in March by May, we knew it wasn't going to happen. Right. Um, So it just, it just started like snowballing. And then when it got canceled in the fall, it kind of was just like, okay, so, you know, it's more likely that this isn't going to happen than it is. You know, it's trending downward, obviously. So we started working on music pretty much right away. Like as soon as those, those things got canceled, it was kind of like, all right, well, what the hell are we going to do? We kind of got to start writing and, Nico and I both like just, you know, put our heads down and worked a lot and communicated through the computer again because we were far away and we were both locked down. So it's kind of like, you know, that communication was very um, disconnected. You know, it's not like we met up and saw each other and did the thing. I mean, also, you know, we were short a member because of some stuff that happened. And and so it was just me and Davier and and Nico and Davier lives in California. So uh, we started working on it pretty quickly. Um when we went to the studio with Will we had a number of songs we had like 8 or 9 but we knew we wanted to make an EP and so you know we just kind of like sifted through them and rewrote them all and then choose we chose the best four in our opinion
2: Why did, why did you know you wanted to make an EP
1: Um well because Power didn't really get it due in my opinion you know we yeah. released it um February 14th I think we released it I think it was on Valentine's Day yes, it released it was. It, yeah. uh and then I mean, we were locked down by March 1st. My birthday was March 1st. We played a show, and then by the time we got home, everything was locked. So it was like, you know, you don't. we didn't tour on that record. We didn't do anything for that record. So it didn't really feel like making another LP was going to work. It didn't feel right. You know, Power hadn't really stretched its legs at all. And But we had some stuff that we wanted to do and stuff we wanted to say and music we wanted to release. So it was kind of like, well, let's just do this little thing, you know get a bite out there and then uh, that will give us more time to work on this, this next LP that we have, you know, all these grand visions for, you know, it just didn't feel like the right time to start working on another LP immediately after power. So
2: that, was that why. That makes sense. Um, have you noticed that uh, at being, or playing shows since, since everything, well, not everything's opened up, but since things have opened up more that um, fans of great American ghosts have processed Power Through Terror that they know the songs that they've had enough time to sit with it and are, is it getting the reaction that you wanted to from the record at this point? Um, You know, yes and no. I think it's, it's an interesting dynamic because when you tour
1: on a record, there are songs that start getting, there are songs that start getting like attention just through touring. I would say that, you know, this tour um, there are songs that we didn't make singles that have been getting like huge responses and that's kind of the first sign that you get that people are you know appreciating a record that you made yeah um it's nice to play like scorched earth which is a song that's like a middle track on the record and have kids you know respond or have people respond and have them react and it's like that's cool you know we didn't release that that song at all like this is just you know this song because you listen to the record so this is definitely the first time that we've experienced that um it's been harder you know it's taken two years so um it's been uh it's been rewarding it's definitely been rewarding to get you know the people responding to what you've got them to respond to but there's songs like power through terror we play that song every night live and by the end of the song everyone's singing along but it's like at first it's sometimes people have never even heard it so you know we're doing the work that you would typically do immediately after releasing a record we're just doing it like two years later
2: <laughs> That's fucking blows. I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I you obviously have the right idea and going through it with, but I can it just sucks that you put in what you put into that record and then we're not able to promote it. To, to, you know, I, I mean, I know for how many, how many full lengths does Great American Ghost have? It's not many, right? Three, yeah, three, right. So one out of three, you didn't get to you know, give it, give it any shine. And yeah, uh, right. And it seemed like it seemed like momentum was building for you guys before things locked down, too.
1: Yeah. You know, I think I think so. But, you know, I think that um, I don't know. I think that the lockdown, I would never say that I wanted it because I definitely wouldn't wish for it again. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I do think that the lockdown gave me a lot of perspective. It gave me I think it gave all of us this perspective of being like, okay, you know, this is what life is like without this band, you know, like, and it sucks if I'm being honest. It's like, you know, I worked every day as a tradesman, you know, I was, I did my job every day and we all did our jobs, you know, Davier worked at a Amazon fucking warehouse with that piece of shit, Jeff Bezos. And like, <laughs> you know, like he, he worked his, his ass off. We all worked. So it's like, it didn't, it, it wasn't lost on us what it's like to not have this. So right. revisiting it now, it's like, it's a different feeling it's a totally different feeling it's like we are all so much more driven than we even were two years ago you know what i'm
2: saying yeah yeah what do you what do you do for work i'm just curious i'm a plumber you're a plumber oh you guys had lots of work then
1: oh yeah it's great it's it's really great to you know, do the plumbing on like a gun range during a fucking <laughs> pandemic like that's valuable you know what i mean
2: well, <laughs> that's uh that's funny um, but I'm sure you don't mean it to be funny, but it is funny. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, so you 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 mentioned you recorded this one uh, with Will Putney again, who of course is in fit for an autopsy. Who you're out on tour with right now? So it seems to be a, a close relationship with him, as you did the last record with him as well. Um, what's that relationship like as far as um, it, it working? As far as working on an album or working on recording? Working.
1: Will is Will is. Will is Will Putney because of how good he is. Like, there's just no no two ways around it. Like, he's, you know, ridiculously talented. And every single time that we work with him, I am shocked by how, you know, adept he is at making heavy music. I mean, he's just like, A, he's like an encyclopedia. Like, he can just reference a thing that you would never think of. He knows exactly what you're looking for and exactly what you have in your head. And he's like every inspiration that you could have, he remembers it. He's like a computer and then alternatively like he just has a he has a, an ear for what's right and what's good you know like when i listen to our recordings and stuff it's like i remember little things that he injects into the songs and you know the things that he helps us with and and things like that that like they make a huge difference and they're not like you know earth shattering it's not like he's like you know what you should do like you should play this in reverse like no there's nothing crazy it's just like <laughs> that's cool. You should add this little thing. And that little thing is, is what makes the song. It's like, Will has that ability. So he's, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. You know, it's, it's, uh, and he doesn't have to work with everybody. I mean, he doesn't work with people he doesn't want to work with. So when, uh, when he decides that you're worth his time, it's, 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 um, it's flattering and it makes you want to work even harder. Cause it's like, I don't want to waste his time. You know, I want to, I want him to feel as fulfilled as, as we feel by making the music that we make. So, it's uh, it is a pleasure, and, and I, I can't imagine making Great American Ghost Records with anybody else, to be honest with you.
2: Well, that's kind of what I was going to ask. Is it basically a foregone conclusion when you start working on new material that you're going to take this to Will? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: Well, if it, you know, if you want, if he if will have it, <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? Well, I mean? There's got to be a reason why there's only so many names like that. So many well-known producer engineers that uh that come up when talking discussing like heavy music like we all know the handful of names right and and he is absolutely one of them most well known for good reason and you can hear it on the quality of sound he gets on these records specifically on on this one torture world and and your last two um do you you were already doing basically you were already doing whatever the hell you wanted i thought on uh power through terror and that was one of the things that i really about that record is the the uh, I don't care, I'm saying this the wrong way, but the way you didn't give a shit about the genres, you were just playing, there was yeah, metal, no, there was know. hardcore, blah, 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 all that. And it seems to have expanded on Torture World. It seems like you've opened things up a little bit. What what changes or what new things did you bring in for this EP?
1: Um, you know, I would say that, I think that for the EP, the, the thing that we like really pushed on was that there is no limit to what we want to sound like you know, just in general, like it was, there was never a time where we were like, no, that's, that can't, you know, we can't do that. I don't remember that ever coming out of our mouths. It was kind of like, okay, like, do we like this thing? It's like a good example is the song womb on that record on torture. Um, Probably my favorite song that we've ever made. And it's like a straight up death metal song. Right. And we just like, we, we wrote that song and did all the vocals And I remember looking at Nico and being like, there's no fucking way this makes it on the record. He's like, no, no way. And then we, you know, demo it out with Will, and he's like, he goes, well, this one's definitely making it. We were like, really? And he's like, yep. He's like, this one, it rules. And we were like, yeah, okay. You know, like that, it wasn't ever a thought where we were like, well, do we really want to be that heavy or that different or what? It's like, it's just, we just don't care. Like, if the record is, if the song is what we want, then that's what we want to do. So we do it. And, uh, we expanded on that in torture. I mean, the difference, the vast difference between just womb and the title track torture world is like, you know, womb is like, I don't know. It sounds like a, sounds like a death metal song and torture has like a big boomy chorus. It's like, we just do whatever we want. I just want to make the music that I want to hear. So, you know, if somebody doesn't like that, we're doing multiple things at once, then they don't have to listen to it.
2: Well, that's. I mean, you, obviously, I agree with you on it completely, and and that's part of what I really like about this EP and about your band in general is that um, I might get something different on the next song. And as I was listening oh. to "Torture World," uh, the first the first run through, you yeah. know, I, I genuinely don't know what to expect from you. And uh, <laughs> like, and I mean, that in a good way, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's it sucks when things are predictable. Um, you know, you have your bands where you where you like that, but I like I like the way you guys mix it up. Is there anybody in? Is there any? Is it more of a group thing, uh, driving this uh, this uh, idea of we don't need to fit into anything, or is it? Or is there one of you that's like, uh, let's push this a little farther?
1: No, you know, honestly, I think it's a group. I think it's a shared, it's a shared experience. You know, I think that in the music
2: industry, um,
1: I think in the music industry, there's a couple of ways to go. There's a couple like avenues that you can take. I mean, sometimes bands just hit at the right moment for the right thing and the right you know, genre and the right time and they ride the wave and you know, either they get bigger or they they burn out and that's totally fine wow. or um there are the bands that have to work for every single thing that they get and um and that's not to say that other bands don't work for things because that's not what I'm saying, but you know, you you it's a labor like it's, you know, it, every single person that you get to like your band, you have to work to get that person. And uh I think those are the two ways to go and when you are going you know, with the latter, which, I, in my opinion, is how we do it. I mean, I think that, like, we are the kind of band that has to earn it. A- again, everybody earns it. But we're the kind of band that has to, you know, sell ourselves to every single person to get them to pay attention. And that's totally fine with us. But with that comes this attitude where it's like, okay, like, you know, we're going to just do whatever we want. And we're going to go out there and sell it to you anyway. So we might as well be making something we believe in. Absolutely. And again I'm yeah. not trying to imply I'm not trying to imply that other bands don't. I don't know how other bands work. All I know is that my band works in a way where we all feel like we just want to make something that moves us emotionally and if some people like that then that's great but we're going to go out and try and force it down everyone's throat and you know either they like it or they don't. So at least you should be doing something you believe in. So that's like kind of where we that's where we come at it from. It's like, if we can't listen to the record and, and love it, then we've, we've blown
0: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for
1: clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt.
0: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user
1: can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think that's great, and I think that's a, that's a totally honest way to take it to approach it too. And like, and I can I can back up what you're saying here because, and I have I might have told you this last time, but I have no idea why. But I had there was something about Great American Ghost that. I did not like without hearing a sound, without hearing a you know a, a note of it. I don't know why. I don't I have no idea why that was. And then when I finally <laughs> gave it a shot, I was like, "Holy shit. This is yeah. this is awesome." And, that, and, I, and that's I love it. Happen. Right, but some and,
1: people are going to like us just because of the way we our name or some people are going to hate us because of our name or some people are going to hate us because of the way I look or the way that someone looks or like us because of the way I look. All of that shit, I can't control any of that. The only thing I can do I mean, I could have controlled people liking my name because, I, you know, I picked it, but it's way too late for that. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, I can't control how people perceive us. The only thing that I can control is that I have something that I believe in that I'm bringing to people. And if they like it, then they like it. I, I sincerely believe that, like, when you make art that you believe in, if I can get it to people's ears, I think I can probably get them to give a shit. And you know everybody, everybody, everybody in bands wants people to give a shit about their band. Like anybody who tries to tell you different is lying. Like you don't start a band and give it a name because you don't want anyone to like you. Like that's not how <laughs> right, it works. Right. Otherwise, you just not give your band
2: a name. You just be in your basement. Sure, there'd be no point of releasing anything either. But but I, told, I yeah. totally understand what you're saying about um, if if I'm going to have to fight for my audience, then I want it to be what I really love. Like that's 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 great, uh, and that's. But 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 I've also liked how you're not afraid to alienate certain people, bef- even if they do hear it. Like on the, uh, oh, yeah. like okay. on the lyrics for Kingmaker, um, which is uh, as as I understand, or as I seem to understand, is directed at the QAnon crowd. So is that am I right in that? And why did you feel so inspired to speak directly to them in that song?
1: Yeah, that it is 100% directed at QAnon and how I think the people who believe in QAnon are wrong like they're what they believe is inherently wrong. And I think that they are doing the wrong thing and I hate it. So yeah, if you like QAnon, then we're not your band. Like, that's fine. If you love cops, we're also not your band. Like, that's also fine. Like that, that, that's something that, again, like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it in a way that I believe in. So it's like, I'm not going to be some middle of the road thing so that people can, everybody can like it. It's like, it's not, not how I am at all, so it's just not how this band's going to be. But the QAnon thing, the reason that I feel the way I feel about QAnon is because, to me, and actually not to me, it's a fact. It's just thinly veiled racism. Like it's, it's essentially just thinly veiled anti-Semitism, and I don't like it. Like I'm not okay with it. Anybody who's trying to act like there's not a million dog whistles in that belief structure that point to, you know, things like the Articles of Zion and all those horrible atrocious things throughout history that have you know persecuted Jewish people I, that's all QAnon is. So if you aren't willing to look into your belief structure enough to understand that it's based in a form of violence and hatred then that's your own problem but this isn't your band because you know I don't want you I don't want you to listen to my band if you actually believe in that shit.
2: Good for you, because I I totally agree with you. But did you by any chance uh, sit through the entire HBO documentary? Yeah, I did. And that kid's an idiot, and his dad's an (laughs) idiot. And all they're doing is exploiting
1: dumb fucking racists. They're just exploiting people who find purpose in hate, right? Like, that's all it really is, right? People who have no, nothing to live for that have now found something to live for through a form of hatred, you know? And like, they are just exploiting it to get clicks on their website. It's like everything basically boils down to, you know, exploiting a capitalistic system, which is exactly what they're doing. Because those two morons don't believe in anything.
2: They're nihilists. They don't believe in shit. Do you? When you watch a documentary like that, that was several. That's like that's that was several episodes, right? So that's you're dedicating quite a few hours to this, as as did I, yeah. right? Do you? Are you able yeah. to watch that? What's your reaction while watching? I should say fury. Fury. Okay, that's
1: <laughs> pure rage. Like pure, nothing but rage. Like anger the whole time, front to back. That's that's how I feel.
2: Man, that's, that's a lot of my friends are like that. It's pure pure anger uh, the whole time. Yeah. and I and I get it. But if I and this is this might be the wrong reaction, but it, it cracks me up that it's they're so it's so ridiculous, you know. And yeah, like, I, mean, <laughs> I wish it, I wish I could. I
1: you know, and it does at times obviously make me laugh because people are so wildly uninformed and undereducated and just ridiculous. But then you start realizing that like these things have real consequences. I mean, we have members of Congress that actually believe this stuff is real and like use the word, you know, quote unquote cabal, which is a dog whistle on the, on the Senate floor or like, you know, the floors of the house of representatives. It's like, this isn't, I I get it. And I think that like, sometimes I laugh too, because it's so ridiculous that you have to, otherwise you're just going to, bang your head against the wall until you pass out right but like it's it's funny until you're like oh wow like this these people vote and these people believe this and they're letting it characterize their entire belief structure and that is terrifying like truly truly scary i mean they're a minority like they're a a loud minority but it's like it's still just a disgusting belief structure that i think uh people should be uh
2: people should be called out on
1: i like i just i don't think that we should be letting people be bigots you know and be like well you know that's what they believe yeah
2: i totally agree and, and i love that you're doing it um i love that you, i love that you're doing it and i, I well i would ask ask about that but this reminds me it reminds me of what i used to say about um about the people you see in walmart the people i would see in walmart and i'd be like and then like one day it like dawned on me that these people leave too. They don't stay here. They, <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. They, yeah, no, they have cars. They're they ours. exist they're in
2: like the they are they are among us. Like we are them. They are yeah. us. You know. And that's yeah. that's kind of the same thing with that <laughs> in a in Yeah. A,
1: and you know what honestly and honestly I, I I sincerely believe that like um you know a large portion of people that believe in my opinion the right things, which is, you know, I, I believe in social programs. I believe in helping people. I believe in you know, supporting the less fortunate. I believe in, you know, helping people who are addicted to things, to substances. I, I, like, I believe in all of these things. Uh, You know, I believe in supporting women. I believe in, in all of these things, right? And, and But typically, when you believe in those things, you are less likely to, you know, put a T-shirt on and carry a flag around your neighborhood and, you know, start yelling it at a gas station. But it's right, like, right. maybe we should start. You know, maybe we need to start. Because, you know, those people are you know, yelling anti-Semitic dog whistles at gas stations and putting flags on their cars. And it's like, you know, if they start gathering steam, it's like, you know, suddenly,
2: suddenly the people who believe in the,
1: you know, in helping people are going to be outnumbered. And that's a big problem.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. And I've I've brought that up a few times with my wife and I in conversation where I say, when well, we leave somewhere or usually, it, usually someone will come to our house or we'll be at someone else's and they'll bring up, you know, something. I don't know. It'll be like a pro Trump person or whatever. Just yeah, I don't know, just something that we don't. I don't agree with, and uh, they just start talking about it, right? And they assume right. that they they don't care, or I assume they're assuming. I assume they're assuming I'm on the same page, but they don't care either way. They just do it, and yeah. as like they. This is partly my fault though, because I never I never project to them what I think about such and such. I just keep my mouth right. shut because I think I'm being polite, and uh, you know. I, you... right, but you know what
1: fuck being polite at this point, you
2: know like this is this is real life
1: stuff, this is stuff that's i mean there's a capital riot, you know there's there's an insurrection it's et cetera it's like this is real life stuff, so being polite and I agree like you know like people who believe similar things to what I believe are typically very polite, but I think it's time that people stop being so polite because, like you said, it's like you know they the uh, the people who don't agree with me or Want to believe these certain things, or want to be, you know, supporters of of QAnon or racism or whatever? Those people, they are not quiet about what they believe in. So it's like that is very scary to me, and I, I sincerely believe that it's a threat to, you know, the rights of of you know thousands of human beings that deserve rights. I think everybody just deserves the same rights as everyone else. Everyone should be taken care of equally. I don't think that that's like such a hot take. <laughs> no, you know, it, sh- it shouldn't be. Right. I don't understand why it is. And, you know, honestly, I've learned a lot over the pandemic, you know, because, you know, I work amongst people who believe different things and every single day, you know, they have their own opinions and they share them and it's like, I've realized that, you know, I mean, I'm already pretty loud, but yeah, it's like, you know, I'm not just going to sit back and let somebody say something insane and, and not voice my opinion about, uh, you know, to the contrary. I think that that's Extremely valuable, and I think that people who believe that uh, other human beings should be taken care of, and that other human beings should all have equal rights and equal opportunities, I think that those people need to start speaking up because, you know, it's dangerous out there. It's getting dangerous. So, you know, when I see, you know, white supremacist marches and things like that, it's like this is not a game. This is not funny. This isn't fun. Like these people think that they can, you know, go out there and and voice these abhorrent views and they're wrong. They should be wrong. This is America, you know, we fought fascism, you know. I, I don't think that it's acceptable. And honestly, you know, political view is as aside. Like if you if you like Donald Trump, I, I legitimately don't care. Like come to my yeah. show. Right. Literally don't care. Like anybody who worships a politician is crazy to me because they don't like you like they don't care about you <laughs> that's what they i don't am. have you best in terms of mind. They, they just simply don't so it's like you know i don't like joe biden
2: i don't like agreed, yeah you know, donald
1: trump i don't like any of them
2: where who, that's why i keep similar. saying I, there's never been a, there's never been a, like i don't understand anybody being a fan of any president i don't <laughs>
1: it's crazy yeah i don't get insane. it yeah. it's like i i don't yeah i'm not a fan of any president i just like what if they've done good or bad like those things are are good or bad but like i can't I don't know. You know, be a fan of whoever you want to be a fan of. That's fine. Come to my shows. But if you want to, you know, use some racist dog whistles and try and act like you're not—that I have a problem with.
2: Well, how much how has it caused any problems? You being so outspoken about about this stuff with—I
1: um, don't know. I've had a few. We've had a few people be like, you know, your band sucks, or like, you know, stay out of stay out of politics. We we're here for the music, and it's like, well, you know, dog it's part of the music read the lyrics lyrics. you know like wrong band you know it's like i don't i don't know what to tell you everybody like you know you you came to the wrong place then it's like we've always been this way i've always been this way and i'm not saying that i've always been you know the model of of you know leftist views because i was young and and we've all had like you know, we've all not believed in anything, or like done dumb things, or done anything, whatever. Uh, so, and I, th- you know. I
2: think if you were part of the hardcore scene in the early two thousands, you definitely said and did things that were that you would not do today and say today.
1: Well, I, you know, I listen. I, I'm not. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that like everybody grows. You know, right. everybody has grown, or hopefully has grown. So it's like you know, I have grown as a person, and I can say now that I believe in these things that I stand for now. And I have grown from when I was 18 because, of course, I have. Right. So it's like you know. But with that being said, like I have always been in this band, and I've always basically believed these things since this band started. It's it's gotten more serious for me because I think that things have gotten more serious. So it's like you know, if you if you started listening to Great American Ghosts and you were like, yeah, you know, I, I like the jams, but like you know. I like that they're not political. It's like, oh, you were wrong from Jump Street. Because <laughs> that's how that we've literally always been. So, you know, Hatred, Sense From the Seed was a little bit more personal. But there were still massive political undertones on that whole record. So, you know, I, I don't have to tell you. Like, wrong band, dude. Like, go go listen to somebody else.
2: Well, I think it's great. Again, I think it's great that you're you're so outspoken about it. And, and I think especially now, well, I mean, now I think more bands are being so, but some are still trying to walk a line that I don't think should be there. But, uh, and hey, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's not my,
1: that's not my business, you know, right, if right. somebody wants to do, somebody wants to believe what they want to believe or say what they want to say or not say or whatever, you know, that's, that's none of my business. The only thing I can do is try and grow and be a better person and be a better person than I was yesterday. That's literally all I'm, I'm ever trying to do. And so in turn, you know, part of that goes along with me believing that like, you know, people deserve equal rights and, and no one deserves to be oppressed for the way they look or the, you know, their gender or whatever identity they, they use, it's like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not that hard to me. It doesn't seem that complicated to me. It's like just let people exist and be happy and give, give them basic care. And I, I don't know, that doesn't, that's not that hard a take in my opinion, but people get really, uh, get really angry about it. But, you know, honestly, if it were, if you were asking me, which I think you might be, you know, <laughs> I do, I believe that honestly, that, that most of, Most of this, you know, disagreement that that we have is just a classist myth. I mean, we're all just poor people. So honestly, us poor people should probably just band together and help each other as poor people and rise up and obtain what we deserve. Because, you know, this country runs on the backs of poor people. And if you think that you're not poor, then you're wrong. You're not
2: listening to this podcast.
1: I can yeah, tell you exactly. That. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, no matter how much money you make a year, like, you know, you might think that you're not poor, but that's just a, an illusion that's been fed to you by people who are actually wealthy because you're <laughs> probably not wealthy. Right. You know?
2: Well, um, speaking of, change subjects here a little bit. Oh, wow. Okay. You, <laughs> no, sorry. I didn't. I, I you said something there no, and no, I, no, I found, no. I found this, I found the segue and then I lost it. So I'm just going cold. You changed the yeah. logo. I did. I changed it to a drippy logo, yeah. You, and, all right, I know, like, that shouldn't, everybody would say, like, that's not a big deal, but that's a big deal. Is it? It's a big deal to change the logo. I mean, all right, maybe not so much for you guys, because you haven't, I don't think you've had a consistent logo on each record, right?
1: No, we changed, we changed it with pretty much every release. Okay,
2: so, all right, but, but so maybe not so much in your case, but, but you changed the logo. I mean, that's a, that's a deal. What's the, yeah. what is, what is this, what is this new logo? It's the drippy logo, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I really like the drippy logo. I, I personally have always really liked it. I think it looks cool on merch. And so, like when we were making Torture World, we made the uh, album art. Our um, our designer for the album art, uh, Paulo, he made the that amazing painting that he made for Torture World. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're very Paulo Girardi, uh, very lucky to have worked with him. He's incredible. And so, you know, he made it, and it was kind of like, well. We're not going to put the tight face logo on that. You know, it's like, yeah. we have the drippy logo because we made it once just to like have one. And it was kind of like, well, this kind of fits with the whole aesthetic. So let's just let's just do it again. You know, I guess playing to the playing to the uh, to the point of being like, we're just going to do whatever we want. So we wanted to use the drippy one. And so on the drippy one goes, you know,
2: what's happening there at the bottom It's a cross. It's a Russian cross. Russian. See, that's that's why I can't I can't speak Russian. (laughs) Well, it's a Russian Russian Orthodox
1: cross, and it's interesting that that cross has stuck with us since we started. Because when we started the band, that was the logo. The Russian Orthodox cross was the logo. Um, I just like the way it looks, and uh, when you don't believe in something, it's just decoration. So uh,
2: I just (laughs) like it. That's very true. That's very true. Well, yeah, you. You guys are, as we mentioned, touring now. Um, so this is an out, so people may not be that familiar with it. But what is does anything actually feel different about this tour from pre-COVID, aside from the masks yeah. and shit? And Well,
1: um, you know, I'll say that besides the masks and the constant testing
2: yeah. of
1: everyone on the tour... Um, Equally, it's like it's a little bit more business for us. And I think everybody that I've talked to um, that tours, it's like this is now these are business trips. Like we're not, you know, we don't go out to eat when we get food, we eat it in the van. It's like we're in this like bubble because no one can afford to have like a COVID outbreak and have us all
2: you know get sick
1: and have to cancel the tour. Like it's just not how it works. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you don't know that like bands front massive amounts of money at the beginning of a tour, to hopefully make the money back. So it's like, if we all get COVID, we're all screwed. So it's like, we've taken it extremely seriously. Like, I'm doing this interview outside of our venue in Sacramento, and I have a mask on while I'm outside talking to you, which scientifically doesn't, like, matter. doesn't really make a ton of sense, but it doesn't matter. Like, I am not even taking a risk. So that whole thing is different. But alternatively, you know, I'd say that there's, like, this certain feeling of like gratitude and excitement from us and from everybody who comes to the shows that's different than I've ever felt in the, you know, 14, 15 years that I've toured. It's like, you know, there's more people, there's the people who are there are just like so excited to be here and we're so excited to be out. And it's a different feeling. It's like, we had something taken from us and now we're all getting it back and we're all like, it's, it's not lost on anyone. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I don't think there's anybody that comes to these shows and are like, Oh yeah, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's like every person that I've talked to has been like, you know, thank you for coming. Thank you for, you know, coming being out on tour right now. And like, thank you. Or like, you know, that we get a lot of the, like, I haven't been to a show in two years. Like I was losing my mind and I'm here. I'm like, yo, same yeah you know yeah. I was losing my mind, and then it's just a lot of there's a lot of gratitude in the air and it it's very refreshing and I know that all the bands are like doing better than we've ever done. We're all having these like great nights and great reactions, and it's just like it's good to be back man and uh I hope that the whole i hope the rest of the world can experience this same feeling soon. I hope that you know the vaccines proliferate in the way that they need to proliferate so that the world can get back to some assembly of semblance of normalcy you know i I know that it's very complex and i'm not necessarily the guy to to solve it but i just hope that uh i hope that everybody can get back to it and i hope that we can get back to europe soon and you know we got big plans for lots of places in the world so i just
2: i want it back you know we want it back i was going to bring up europe as as i mentioned earlier you got that tour with the fit and uh enterprise earth sentinels and i forget the other band on there um Ah. Went, no, Un Missouri. Yeah, Un Missouri. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, I, I probably didn't say it because I don't know how to say it. But, uh, no, you do <laughs> So you're supposed to do that tour in May, maybe? May. Yep. Yeah, May. The whole month of May. Okay. So, I mean, I'm supposed to go over to Italy in like a month, right? Just, just for a week. Yeah, okay. You're supposed to go over there, over to Europe in May. I'm worried that we're not going to be able to go over in a month. How confident are you that you're going to be able to make it over there in five?
1: Um,. Pretty confident.
2: Yeah. Pretty confident.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that um if I'm if I'm being honest, I think that the dynamic of COVID nineteen shifts with the changing of weather. Like I do think that Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. You know, the winter year I mean, just from experiencing it for the last two years, it's like the winter months feel like this is never gonna end and then the summer months are like this open, you know, celebration of it all being over and then we just do it back in a cycle all over again. So <laughs> um you know i did furnace fest uh i was at furnace fest this year and uh that had such a feel of like it was just weird as back like it was it was back and i didn't hear of any covid outbreaks i mean it was open air you know and and it was in the summer so in my opinion i think that uh by may i think that europe's going to be just generally very open considering the fact that it the weather will be better and then i think that um it will be easier to get over there and tour and do the whole thing I think that we are lucky that we got it planned in May I think that if you were looking at like a February tour I think we, I'd be very concerned but personally I think that May is just the right time to
2: get back over there
1: and have things start opening up and start getting back to it over there with them
2: well great I hope you were I hope you were I hope you're right I hope that is exactly what happens um, because I think a lot of people a lot of people need it. I know there's a lot of people that have tried to do these things several times to only to fail, uh, not by any fault of their own, just by shutdowns and changing regulations, and uh, which is all very confusing, by the way, trying to figure out what you need to do to uh, go to another country. It's, I guess it's not totally confusing, but, man, I wish they could just write it and play in plain English.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's tough. You know, everybody's trying to traverse this uh, uh,
2: once-in-a-generation well,
1: not even a generation. Once in a hundred years, pandemic. So it's like you know, I think that everyone's just doing their best, you know. And I, I just typically, personally, like I just listen to, uh, I listen to people with PhDs because I don't have one, you know. Yeah. And so <laughs> right, I'm not right, trying to right. act like I do or like I know what the hell's going on. It's like, what do you do? Like they tell me to put the mask on, I put the mask on. They tell me to take it off, I take it off. That's that's pretty that's, much it. I mean, right, it's really.
2: You know, that's that's been my whole uh, my whole philosophy this entire time too. And uh, I, I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not gonna try to argue with anybody about it. Like uh, sometimes it feels ridiculous, but whatever. If this is what you want me to do, then this yeah, is I mean, what I'm doing. you
1: know, whatever. I mean, we're 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 in LA. I mean, we're not in LA. We're in Sacramento right now, and it's like, you know, they're not accepting cash at all. What? And I I thought I thought that was odd. I was like, okay, well, like you're still working, and that's so you know the capitalistic system again is still exploiting you, but
2: you can't touch my cash, which is interesting, but. I just didn't care. I'm like, yeah, okay. I gave get my card. <laughs> I don't hey, carry I cash anyway. I'm that's, gonna argue with him? You know, that's the funny thing. I, I would be briefly outraged and then realize I haven't carried cash intentionally for several years.
1: Well, I was like, I was
2: briefly confused. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, I don't give a shit. Here's my card. You know, I don't, what do I care? It's like, and that's the thing is
1: like everybody, everybody wants to think that there's like a conspiracy against them. But in actuality, you're not that important. You know, it's like most people's lives really are, are inconsequential. You know, like you're, you're really not calling in shots. You're like a cog, which, again, I believe that, like, we should all rise up as the multiple cogs and overthrow, you know, the, uh, the oppressive capitalist system. I mean, that's what I believe. But, like, when it comes down to, like, a conspiracy theory about me wearing a mask, it's like, no one gives a shit if I wear a mask and I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, like, they're not trying to oppress me via mask. You know, they're oppressing me anyway. So it's like, you know, what the hell do they care? Yeah, what is this uh, meaningless I mean, I'm a white, and by the way, I'm a white man. So it's like, I'm not really getting oppressed at all. But it's like, you know, the system is oppressing people constantly. It's wearing a mask is not it.
2: Right, right, yeah. And, (laughs) but, you know, some people need a thing to uh, scream against and anything. Exactly, yeah,
1: Yeah, it makes it it feel important. And it's like, okay, well, you know, whatever. Why don't you just shut up and put a mask on? Or don't go inside that place. That's also fine. Freedom is a... Freedom is conditional, whether you believe that or not
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you Alright, well Ethan, this. thank you for taking the time to have a conversation with me um, The Torture World EP comes out Thursday, January 20th On yes, Mo- yes. Monarch, right? Monarch Heavy, not E1 anymore
1: Monarch Heavy, yes, Monarch Heavy, not E1, Monarch Heavy Oh hey,
2: what, th- th- that reminds me, you were doing the the E1 Talks show for a while What happened to that? uh you know monarch Fox doesn't sound as good that's what it is <laughs> fair enough no uh, no
1: it's, it's not that it's uh it's you know they went through a rebrand honestly they were going through a rebrand and they were like oh let's just pause this right now cause we gotta like reset literally everything and we were like okay. i was like okay so i'm just waiting i'll get back to it and uh and we'll start it up again and hopefully i'll talk to like i don't know i talk to zach Wilde probably if I can talk to Zach Wilde, that'd
2: be. Fun. That's pretty cool. You know, people give people give him some shit, and I have no idea why. I thought that that was another band where I didn't listen to forever because I thought they were supposed to suck based on I don't know what. And then I finally listened to it's like this shit rules. I don't care who tells me yeah. otherwise.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I've honestly never really listened to Black Label Society, but I would love to talk to Zach Wilde because I can only imagine that that man is just chock full of the most interesting facts in human history. <laughs> I bet he's like a wealth of ridiculous knowledge.
2: I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, hey, man, thanks again for doing this. Um, new record's great. I hope the rest of the tour goes awesome and you get over to Europe in May. Um, anything else? No, thank you so much. Anybody who wants to uh,
1: stream that, stream Torture World or pre-save it or do whatever they got to do, go on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use to, uh,
2: to stream music. And I
1: just appreciate everybody who, uh, anybody who gives a shit. And thank you so much for talking to me about it. I appreciate it.
2: Of course. Later, man. All right, bye.
0: Is lifted for to be rejected. Will I'm saved, they present of consciousness. Yeah, I'm right, right. Live a presence of are lost, Dreams are crushed The beauty of those is life.
2: So there you have it. That was my conversation with Ethan Harrison and the song you just heard was Torture World. That's the title track off of the EP. I hope you've listened to the whole EP by now. It's been out for a couple days. So you have no excuse, okay? So stop making excuses. If you like any music that is heavy, there's something for you to like on this EP or with this band in general. Go check them out. They're going to be on tour for a while. A lot of dates with Fit for and Autopsy all over the world and Enterprise Earth. I got to throw them in there too. Also a Monarch heavy band. Um, yeah, again, thanks to Ethan. Now that's two conversations I've had with him and I've enjoyed talking to him both times. And he seems like a genuinely nice guy. So glad to have got this one done and I hope you enjoyed it. All right, so what, what, I used to like tell you some updates on what's going on with getting it out, and I always tell you about a website that doesn't exist, but it does exist. You just can't see it. Uh, that's still coming eventually. I don't know when. I just paid the renewal f- for the domain name for from two years ago, so it's it's <laughs> it's literally been uh, in the works for over two years now, and it's out there. It's just uh, private. <laughs> it's private. <laughs> it's none of your business. Uh, but hopefully it will be sometime soon. Uh, I just wrote a review, actually, for the new <laughs> Great American Ghost Tur- Torture World EP. But it's on a site that nobody can access. So uh, maybe you'll see it one day. I also wrote a review for Slowly, their new album that came out on Creator Destructor Records. Go listen to that. And Psalm, The Shape of Everything, which just came out on Pelagic Pelagic Records. Pelagic? I don't know how to say the name of that record label, but they put out really cool stuff. It's from the Ocean Collective. Those guys do it. Um, Anyway, that's going to be it for this episode. Speaking of stuff from overseas, like the ocean, I'm going to play you a song from a band called Landmarks, who are a metalcore band based out of France, I believe. Uh, This song is called Death, and it's off of their new album, which comes out. I don't know. You figure it out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
0: This. This. My I accept the fact that I feel like this. I'm lost in the deep. My night.